Pero ang medyo may debate ngayon sa environmental psychology is whether environmental psychology should focus more on theory or impact. In fact, idol namin si Benson dahil this year, uh, he is able to publish around 30, uh, 30 papers. Right, Benson? Uh, yes. palabas pa ba Hello everyone, welcome to Academic Psych PH. This is a podcast where Rene and I talk about stuff related to psychology as a science and as a discipline, especially in the Philippine context. Rene, kamusta? Okay naman pre, ito malapit ng, malapit ng Pasko. Actually, kaka-Christmas kaka break lang, uh, nagkaroon tayo ng Christmas party nung uh, isang araw. Uh, nagre-record tayo ngayong Sunday. Thankfully, Christmas break na. Uh, ano, kumusta? Ramdam mo na ba ano, ang uh, Christmas season? Ang Christmas spirit? Well, <laughs> marami ng ano, marami ng uh, namamasko. Compared last last year, ano, marami na uh, ngayon yung nangangaroling. <laughs> May namang nangangaroling na dito. Oo. Uh, And, dito uh, sa amin, wala masyado eh. Maliit na lugar lang, maliit na subdivision lang dito sa amin. Wala, hindi pa nangangaroling ang mga mga bata. Umuulan pa ngayong, ngayong gabi. So, talagang walang caroling na nagaganap. Dito, may konting uh, caroling. Eh, ang mga nangangaroling naman dito, mga yung uh, marching bands. Yung may ah, mga... <laughs> parang piyesta. Parang piyesta, parang piyesta. Tsaka compared last year, this year, parang mas dama yung Christmas. Mm-hmm. Kasi... Mm-hmm. Uh, yung mga restrictions natin bumaba, yung mga alert mm-hmm. level uh, hindi nakagaya before. So, mm-hmm. talagang we're expecting a more energetic Christmas as compared mm-hmm. last year. Ang dami rin tao sa mall, ano? Uh, may, may Christmas rush. Hindi uh, katulad last year, parang feeling ko hindi masyadong naglalabas sa mga tao kahit na uh, Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Ang isa pa na <laughs> na nararamdaman yung Christmas spirit eh kapag ka nagiging uh, sobrang masigasig yung mga garbage collector namin dito. Nalimutan <laughs> ko nga kasi mayroon silang envelope nakasulat Uh-oh. yung mga name nila. Nalimutan ko dalhin, i-shoutout ko sana. Pero masisipag talaga sila. Masisipag sila. Pero pag uh, ganitong Christmas, talagang nangangatok sila dun sa mga ano sa mga tao. Dahil uh, siyempre, ito, ito din yung opportunity no, para magkaroon sila ng extra blessing. At tama mm. din naman yun. Siguro anyone na, na, merong, ano, na merong opportunity na tumulong sa kahit na sinong tao, eh, dapat siguro gagawin natin ngayong pagkakataong ito. Mm. Uh, kaya nga lang, napapansin ko, ya, napapansin ko. Kasi dito sa bahay, pinipilit namin mag, ano, eh, mag-segregate. Ginagawa oh. niya rin ba yun yung... Nakahiwala yung trash bin para sa <laughs> sa mga plastic. Well, actually dito sa amin nag nagko-composting ako. Uh, so yung mga pinagtalupan ng mga gulay, ng mga prutas, saka yung mga uh, tinatanggal na parts sa isda, mga tira-tirang pagkain. So nilalagay namin 'yun sa sa lupa, tinatabunan. So meron akong tatlong parang drum dito ng lupa na parang in-in-cycle. So, palipat-lipat lang yung dupa. So, may composting. Uh, and then, 
yung hindi naman ako very conscious no sa segregation ng ng mga basura pero meron kaming dalawang trash trash bins sa sa labas ng bahay so sabi ko na lang doon sa kasama namin sa bahay yung isa para sa mga bagay na siguro pwede pang gamitin like for example mga papel, karton, uh, mga bote tapos yung mga mga wala talagang gamit like for example mga alikabok mga dahon-dahon doon naman sa ibang sa ibang uh, trash bin so just in case yung mga uh, garbage collector meron silang ma-interesan ma- ang mga lumang lumang bag na dinidispose na rin or anything mga bote uh, plastic na pwede nilang pwede nilang i-recycle asa na, na hindi naman interesting kundi parang natatawa ako na nagtataka na Okay, i-segregate natin yung basura, no? We parang we do our own um, contribution, effort mm-hmm. para para mamitigate yung ating problem sa basura, tapos in general, climate problem natin. Pero pagdating talaga dun sa ano, sa garbage collection, at least dito sa amin, hindi naman nila sinesegregate, talagang kuha tapon sila. Ipinaghiwalay mo, pero pagdating sa kanila, halo-halo na rin. Halo-halo na rin. Uh-huh. And um, parang nagre-reflect ito dun sa iba pang problem, di ba, na naobserbahan natin sa behavior ng maraming tao. Pagdating hindi lamang sa basura, kundi pati dun sa environment in general. Mag- magandang pag-usapan yan, no? uh, ano ba yung uh, mga environmental-related re- behaviors no, ng mga tao uh, at bakit gano'n ang kanilang behavior, saan nagmumula yon ano yung mga factors that contribute to that. At maganda isipin kung ano ba yung mga bagay na pwede nating uh, i-contribute no, as um, psychologists no, sa pag-raise ng awareness about how important environmental protection is and how important the environment is, no, basically. Uh, kasi ang environment, it, it's not a rock, rocket science no, na kung ano, man yung in, kung ano man yung lugar na ginagalawan mo, meron siyang impact sa'yo sa, at saka sa iyong mental health. Uh, yung simpleng bagay na you know, being in a disorganized room versus being in a, uh, a clean room, uh, hindi natin napapansin pero uh, definitely merong impact yun no, sa, sa iyong uh, mental state somehow. Kung ikaw ay nagtatrabaho, medyo parang hindi ko alam kung obvious, no? Uh, Well, siguro may meron ding parte yung preferences no pero personally i think mas productive ka no kapag medyo organized naman yung uh, environment na ginagalawan mo and on the other hand uh, yun ding mga personal attitude natin uh, personality thinking patterns natin nakakaapekto rin yun kung paano naman natin itrato ang environment mm-hmm. so Tamang-tama itong pinag-uusapan natin sa guest natin sa ating episode na to. Guest natin ang isa sa ating mga esteemed uh, colleagues who does his work on environmental psychology. So, tawagin na natin siya. Ang ating uh, guest for this episode, Dr. Nga ba ng buong pangalan niya? Benzon na lang. Uh, mahaba eh. John Jamir Benzon Aruta. Aruta. Okay. <laughs> Painting okay. ba ni Joel yung nasa likod mo? Hindi. Hindi <laughs> ko yan. Uh, kay Pacheco yan. Hindi ah. ko yan five, four years ago. 
magandang investment yan, di ba? <laughs> Motivation ko sa PhD yan. Kasi nung nagpi-PhD ako, uh, importanteng value sa akin yung hard work. So yung painting na yan, intentionally binili ko yung carabao na yan. Reminder yan sa akin. <laughs> okay. Um, prime, pang prime ba? Kanina nire-recall ni, ni, nire ni Darren kung ano nga ba yung full name mo. Uh, tama ba? Uh, John Jamir Benzon Aruta. Uh, Jamir uh, o Hamir? Uh, Hamir. Hamir. Ah, Hamir. Okay. So, hindi fan ng Slapshack ang nanay at tatay mo? Hindi naman. Pero nag nagtatrabaho sa Saudi yung tatay ko noon. So, para uh, Prince kind of name yan doon. Prince nga, Hamir. Hamir. Okay. So, uh, welcome, uh, welcome, Benson. Uh, although tatlo ang pangalan ni, ni Benson, uh, casually we know him as, as Benson, Dr. Benson Aruta. Okay, so can you give us a background, uh, Benson, of, uh, kasi ang alam ko, ang iyong program sa, sa PhD ay Counseling Psychology. Uh, mm -hmm. Pero of late, we, we heard that you're very much active in publishing papers on environmental psychology. Uh, I think you, you also developed uh, a syllabus for DLSU on environmental psychology together with uh, Mia. So, uh, curious kami kung paano ka napunta sa environmental psychology okay. as a uh, Ang academic training ko ay counseling psychologist. Uh, undergrad psychology, master's counseling, PhD counseling psychology. But uh, I grew up in the province. Um, during that time, nature-based pa yung environment namin noon. And naturally, I care about the environment. And at the later years of my PhD, na-realize ko na pwede ko palang i-apply yung training ko in psychology in protecting the environment in general. And so I started reading self-taught environmental psychology. <laughs> so wala naman ako naging mentor uh, sa environmental psychology. Pero uh, because it's naturally my interest, environment and mental health, uh, I was able to develop some uh, expertise in environmental psychology. Um, also, with the help of my collaborators, nagkaroon ako ng opportunity to be exposed in different environmental psychology perspectives. So, para mag, ma, para maklaro sa atin, no? uh, how would you define environmental psychology? Kasi, kasi kanina, nung nag-uusap kami ni Rene, there, there could be many, many possible meaning. Pero... Ikaw bilang representative ng field na to. Ano ang what is environmental psychology? Okay, uh magandang question kasi hindi pa ganong popular ang environmental psychology sa Pilipinas particularly. Um sabihin ko muna yung general definition then I can go to my own definition. Basically, ang environmental psychology deals with uh, human environment interaction na human beings uh, affect the environment and the environment in turn affect our the human psychology the way we think the way we feel and the way we behave uh, there's a big area in environmental psychology that's dedicated to um, applying psychology in protecting environmental sustainability promoting environmental sustainability and my definition would be more consistent to that how i can use 
uh, psychology in motivating environmental behavior. Kasi parang ano no, in the recent years, bigla tayo naging aware no dun sa pangangailangan natin uh, to take care of the environment, especially meron na tayong <laughs> parang climate deadline, di ba? Mm-hmm. May ultimatum na tayo. Oh. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, actually, nitong recently, yung United Nations Climate Change Conference sa Glasgow, COP26, malaki na ang involvement ng psychology as a field sa uh, addressing climate change. Kasi basically, climate change is anthropogenic, meaning that it's primarily caused by human behavior. So psychology is well-positioned to contribute to addressing climate change because we basically deal with human behavior. Uh, importante ang role natin. And um, it's good that many sectors recognize that. Na, nabanggit mo kanina, Benson, that uh, yung relationship ng tao at saka ng environment is basically reciprocal. So we influence the environment as much as the environment influences us sa field ng environmental psychology distinct ba yung yung dalawang tracks na yon or or would you say na like like for example in in certain di- disciplines may mga sarili-sariling kampo di ba so would you feel na yung yung discourse dito sa dalawang directions of relationships ito ay somehow distinct i would say sa field ng environmental psychology uh walang masyadong contradiction sa perspective ng interaction ng environment and human beings. Pero ang medyo may debate ngayon sa environmental psychology is whether environmental psychology should focus more on theory or impact. So nandiyan yung discourse ngayon sa environmental psychology. Pero I, I think environmental psychologists in general would agree that there's an interplay between humans and the environment and that is uh, humans affect the environment for example uh, deforestation is due to human behavior air pollution Mm -hmm. due to human behavior but at the same time the environment uh, impacts uh, human behavior for example dahil sa bagyo so sa Pilipinas for example elevated na yung bahay sa maraming lugar na binabaha right Mm Yun yung Elevated na mga kalsada. Mga kalsada. So yun yung response ng humans to adapt to mm-hmm. extreme weather events. Diba? Uh, so that, that shows how the environment impacts humans. Nabanggit mo kanina na ang current debate is whether or not to focus on uh, parang basic research no? which is geared towards uh, theory development or to approach uh, environmental psychology concerns from a more applied uh, applied research perspective. Um, can you talk a bit more about that? And uh, between the two, nasan ka currently in your in your research work? Okay. Uh, recently, kasi merong mga grupo ng environmental psychologists na nagpropose na uh, environmental psychology research should focus more impact, meaning that uh, when you when you do environmental psychology research, you need to identify first what are the most uh, impactful um, environmental behaviors. Tapos yun yung maging focus ng research mo. And so may nag-reply na grupo ng mga environmental psychologists na it might not be very ideal dahil 
kailangan mo ng teorya. Kahit na pipili ka ng impact, that is correct. Pero you should not forget that it should be well-guided by a theory. Uh, and then, nag-reply ulit. <laughs> ang, ang, ang naging ending ay, it should be a good mix of impact and theory. Uh, you identify environmental behaviors na may impact. But at the same time, uh, you don't forget that uh, it should be well-grounded from a theoretical perspective. And mas consistent doon yung view ko. A good balance of theory and impact is important. Right. It's, it's possible kasi na we, we look at specific environmental behaviors na wala namang masyadong impact doon sa context na yun. For example, sa Pilipinas, uh, energy conservation is uh, important but may mga bagong lumalabas na mga pag-aaral na for example sa Southeast Asia number one tayo ang Pilipinas sa pinakamatipid sa energy consumption ba pero uh, so yung impact natin might be very minimal we you might want to focus on something environmental behavior that's more impactful for example plastic use mm-hmm. uh, Philippines is one of the five biggest nations contributing to plastic Uh, pollution that goes straight to the uh, world ocean. So that might be more impactful. Naalala ko uh, na pagkwentuhan natin yan, eh, di ba? Mm-hmm. Yung gano'ng kalaki yung, yung uh, contribution ng Pasig River alone dito sa uh, world pollution nito ng ocean. 6%. 6%. River alone, 6% ang contribution. Yung mga estimate na pinablish sa Science Advances Journal. Really top journal, you know, on earth. Uh, na Pasig River alone contributes to 6%, 6%. of the global plastic pollution in the Napakalaki nun dahil there are 200 countries. At sa 200 countries, maraming bodies of water. Libo-libong ri- rivers. At sa libo-libong rivers na yan, 6% ng kalat sa ocean galing sa Pasig River. Mm-hmm. Oh, at nirank nila yung tinignan nila yung libo-libong mga ilog sa buong mundo. Inidentify nila yung top 10. 6 ata o 7 out of 10 galing sa Pilipinas ng mga ilog. So it's really that problematic. And uh, from a global perspective, uh, Pilipinas uh, kasama tayo sa five countries together with China, Indonesia, etc. that contributes to 50% of global plastic waste in the ocean. So yung, yung 50% ng plastic waste, pinagahatian lang ng limang bansa. Oo. Gusto ko lang balikan yung sinabi ni Benson kanina na uh, ang kanyang posisyon is both uh, one, parang uh, theoretical, no? and at the same time, uh, with strong consideration din kung ano ba yung practically Uh, applicable no sa sa current context natin sometimes kasi iniisip natin na uh, there's this strict dichotomy between basic research and applied research pero hindi natin naiisip na hindi dapat i-dichotomize ang basic research at saka applied research no kasi uh, a good basic research should should also have a strong consideration kung ano ba yung mga possible applications niya at yung mga research interest natin should also should also have that as a consideration. Mahirap naman magawa ng research na interesado ka lang pero wala masyadong social relevance uh, sa konteksto na ginagalawan mo. Wala masyadong uh, applicability. 
Oh. Ano na ba ang current status ng environmental psychology as a as a field as a discipline dito sa Pilipinas? Considering na while we might not be contributing to some environmental issues, but clearly we are contributing to other environmental issues such as plastic pollution. Can you talk a bit about the current status of environmental psychology in the Philippines? I would describe it parang as a germinal stage palang tayo <laughs> ng uh, you know uh, environmental psychology so ngayon may bagong uh, establish yung environmental psychology special interest group in the psychological association of the philippines which is a very good move i think one to two years palang um, and maraming mga psychologists and other you know people from neighboring disciplines na interesado Pero bago, yung, bago, ita, bago ma-establish ang Environmental Psychology Special Interest Group, ang mga research ay nanggagaling sa mga related fields like sociology, marketing, business, na gumagamit sila ng teorya ng Environmental Psychology para i-promote, para i-test yung mga hypothesis within their field. So, for example, sa business, yung uh, environmental social responsibility uh, research, gumagamit sila ng mga environmental psychology concepts and theories. Sa sociology, uh, when they talk about environmental attitudes, may konting links environmental psychology. Architecture will need environmental insights from environmental psychology when they design. Uh, so, doon sa Pilipinas, nasa ibang fields ang application ng environmental psychology. Which is not surprising dahil ang environmental psychology naman as a field ay interdisciplinary. So it's a really combination of, of psychologists, architects, you know, anthropologists working together. So maganda na, na-establish na yung environmental psychology special interest group sa PAP. And I would say um, nag-start na ang interest uh, in working on environmental psychology research and I, I know a few people who already are working on environmental psychology papers and we're start I, I, I'm very hopeful now we will start to you know tell our story in the environmental psychology discussion I'm sure that you're one of the lead persons no dito sa mga tao na uh, who are uh, slowly contributing to research and you know knowledge generation about uh, environment and environmental psychology. In fact, idol namin si Benson dahil this year uh, he is able to publish around 30, uh, 30 papers, right, Benson? Uh, Yes. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> palabas pa ba bago matapos itong 2021? Uh, we have Pinoy one. Na Pinoy na very uh, modest. <laughs> in, uh, we have two coming out uh, in Psychological Assessment, uh, APA Journal, and one coming out in Nature Communications. Uh, in a little while, we will talk about one of uh, Benson's papers. But before we, we get to that, siguro yung mga... Uh, nakikinig sa atin probably uh, got shocked no, by the by the volume of Benson's publication. So, can you tell us a bit about uh, how it came to uh, how how you became that uh, productive in the middle of a pandemic? Oh. Uh, malaki yung network kasi hindi lang naman ako yung nagtatrabaho doon. So, marami ito sa mga papel na to ay collaboration. 
with good friends uh, locally and internationally. So, uh, hindi ako nahihiya na magtanong sa mga established researchers sa field of my interest. And eventually, yung mga conversations namin ay nabu- nabubuong, may nabubuong idea and then nagiging collaboration. Um, at the same time, I have my personal effort to lead my own research program and uh, publish papers um, that I uh, write as a primary author. Pero to, uh, to answer your question about paano ito, paano ko na-increase ng productivity ko, uh, ang pinaka, uh, how do you say that, ang pinaka-importanting factor ay nawala yung biyahe sa akin. Dahil nakatira ako sa Cavite, nagtuturo ako sa Lasal, it would take me four to six hours a day traveling. So, ayang yon Sa isang linggo, mga at least 30 hours yon Isang linggo. So, nung nag-pandemic, kuha ko yung 30 hours per week na yon So, ano yun? Uh, malaking contribution doon. So, I have time to for my research, I have time for my personal life, you know, and other things. Um, but of course, I'm, I'm not saying that a pandemic is good. I'm not saying that uh, it's really bad. It impacted many people, including me and my family. But in this case, it gave me some time to focus on my own work, develop some expertise, and you know, professional relationships. Talagang I just make sure na consistent ako. Kahit pa unti-unti lang, pero consistent. My progress almost mm-hmm. every day. Pero na kung naisusulat. Kaya... Magandang mentality yan sa pagsusulat eh, na parang every day, parang uh, kung meron kong goal na every day you do something to kahit na kahit na isang paragraph lang yan no? uh, at the very least that's one step closer to to the goal napansin ko rin kay kay Benson na and siguro ma, uh, worthy rin na ma-emulate yung importance ng big question kasi he's working on a big question eh tapos yung big question niya yung nag-steer sa kanya para mag-develop ng goal na winning workout niya So other than consistency, siyempre, 'di ba, sa research as researchers important sa atin yung curiosity natin doon sa sa topic natin. And I think isang success story yung tatlong <laughs> publikasyon ni Benson sa loob ng isang taon um, na mag-inspire sa atin na hanapin natin yung big question natin and work towards answering this this uh, big question. Yeah. Pero clarify natin na uh, yung yung 30 publications hindi lang naman yan ginawa this year. I'm sure that uh, Benson started this siguro mga one or two years back. Oh, um, uh, yung iba diyan 2018 ko pa ginawa, 2019, 2020. So nagkataon lang nagsabay-sabay sila lumabas. Pero sinipag yung mga reviewer. Reviewer editor, <laughs> kasi nagka-pandemic eh. Hindi oh. rin sila bumabiyahe. <laughs> Hindi sila bumabiyahe. Oh, oh. Nagka-time sila mag-review. Oo. Oh, oh, oh. Two years pending na tong paper na to ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then also, writing is a skill. So kapag tumigil ka, nakawala. Gumagaspang, kinakalawang. So kailangan importante yung uh, consistency sa writing. And I'm not saying I'm a good writer. I, I have a lot of Uh, areas to improve pero yung process of trying to be consistent uh, helps you uh, polish yung uh, right writing 
So uh, having said na napakita natin yung ano no yung status right now ng environmental psychology dito sa Philippines. Doon naman sa tinatrabaho ng mga researchers worldwide, ano ngayon yung mga trends sa environmental psychology? Dahil b- bawat research laboratories may kanya-kanya silang uh, malalaking research programs. Uh, medyo magkakaiba yung mga trends. It depends on where you go. Uh, but some of the trends ngayon na lumalabas sa mga top journals sa uh, environmental psychology uh, include uh, cross-cultural environmental psychology. Meron ng um, recently released special issue on uh, the importance of looking at environmental psychology from a cross-cultural perspective. No, tinignan kasi nila ang mga publications sa top journals sa environmental psychology Puro Western sa ka-rich environmental problems. Mm-hmm. At marami ring environmental problems unique to uh, to the global south. So, importante na makita yung uh, cross-cultural environmental psychology perspective. And it's, it's uh, slowly growing. And isa sa uh, line ng research ko contributes to that um, cross-cultural environmental psychology call. Uh, there's also uh, this interest in nature virtual experience dahil we were in the age of technology and some environmental psychologists test the benefits of virtual nature experience. And so far, ang evidence dyan ay beneficial din ito sa mental health pero uh, not as robust compared sa actual exposure to uh, nature. Ibig sabihin, mababa ang effect sizes. Um, climate change it ay um, isa sa mga sentro ng conversation dahil um, because it's now a climate crisis. We are not meeting the deadline given the trend we are we are we are having right now. So climate change psychology is one of the trends. And then uh, open science, gaya sa psychology in general, may move na rin sa movement sa environmental psychology to uh, adhere to open science practices. I'm not sure if this is very recent, pero uh, I think this year, uh, one of your papers was published. Uh, the title is Differential Impact of Perspective Norms on Intergenerational Transmission of Environmental Concern in a non-Western context, evidence from the Philippines. And in here, you've talked about how environmental concerns no, of parents can be somehow cascaded or that could also have an impact to the environmental concern of the, the sample in your study are students, college students, tama ba? Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you can you talk about this particular paper uh, and what have we learned uh, and then maybe later on you can also talk about what are possible uh, practical implications that we can get you know, from this from this paper uh, intergenerational transmission of environmental beliefs concerns etc nagagaling ito sa idea na yung Mga bata ngayon and adolescents today, they will face the future consequences of environmental problems. And that's why this is very it's important to know how environmental concern is formed within the family. And within the family, parents would be the most influential. Let me define muna yung mga uh, terms na gagamitin ko. When I say uh, environmental concern, this is the extent to which people care about the quality or you know, status of the environment. 
And then when I say IGT or intergenerational transmission, it's how values, beliefs, concerns, attitudes are transmitted from one generation to another, for example, from parents to children or vice versa. Uh, but in, in the study, mag-focus ito kung paano uh, na-implement siya ng mga magulang ang uh, environmental concern ng mga anak nila, specifically adolescent children. Prescriptive norm, ito yung social pressure uh, to behave a certain way, social expectations. And uh, in, when I say interdependent self-construal, this is how you view yourself as interconnected with other people, to what extent you value harmony or a relationship with other people. So interdependent self-construal. So basically, the study talked about how parents' environmental concern can be associated with their adolescent children's environmental concern. And I asked the following questions. Uh, do environmental concern of parents influence their children's environmental concern? That is the intergenerational transmission. Uh, may role ba ang prescriptive norm dito? Kapag ba bukod sa parent mo, mayroong pang social expectation to behave pro-environmentally, does it strengthen the parental influence to environmental concern of adolescents? And then lastly, interdependence construal. Mas totoo ba yung strong influence ng, parent, ng parents at ng social pressure sa mga tao na mataas ang interdependence construal o nakikita nila ang sarili nila na socially connected, they define themselves as interpersonally uh, sensitive, they care about harmony. So yun yung mga questions. Pero And, hindi, ba, hindi ba dahil tayo ay mga Pilipino, supposedly we have a, we are a collective society that many of us have an interdependent self-construal. Pwede yung assumption, pero sa study na to, tinignan ko yung interdependent self-construal as individual difference variable. Meaning na possible na as collective, may interdependent tayo, pero may pagkakaiba-iba pa rin ang extent ng pagiging interdependent natin. At syempre, depende pa rin niya kung saan ka nakatira, sa kalumaki, etc. So, this involved 449 parent-adolescent dyads. And then, tinignan ko yung interaction ng parents, environmental concern, ng prescriptive norm, at saka ng interdependent construal in predicting environmental concern. So, ang nakita ko sa findings is very interesting dahil mayroong support na parents' environmental concern is associated with adolescent environmental concern very strongly across different levels of prescriptive norms. Uh, pero mas malakas ang, ang impact, ng, ang influence ng parents sa children nila kung at the same time, merong social expectations from relevant others. Kung yung fa other family members, relevant friends, relevant models also expect you to behave pro-environmentally. So, tataas yung environmental concern nila. Consistent with the hypothesis, nakita ko na while parents are influential on, in increasing children's environmental concern, and while it is also prescriptive norm is also important in increasing environmental concern of children, mas malakas ang influence ng dalawa na ito doon sa mga adolescents who, who have high levels of interdependence construal. If, if they are more concerned about the opinion of or expectation of other people, and also uh, adhering to parental rules and practices, they're more likely to endorse higher environmental concern. Pero very interestingly, dito sa pag-aaral na ito, 
yung mga mababa sa interdependence construa so yung mga wala masyadong pakialam sa opinion expectation ng relevant others or hindi masyadong uh, pressure to adhere to parental rules walang effect yung parental concern dun sa levels of environmental concern lang. Meaning that they they will engage to environmental concern regardless of parental levels of environmental concern, regardless of social pressure. Ito ay totoo dun sa mga mababa sa interdependence construal. And this has very powerful implications in terms of cross-cultural environmental psychology dahil kapag gagawa tayo ng mga interventions or sustainability solutions in motivating people to or adolescents to uh, behave pro-environmentally. Magandang bigyang attention uh, na magsimula ito sa, sa bahay, sa tahanan. Pwedeng bigyan mo na ng some kind of pro-environmental training or awareness yung parents and parental practices that can teach children about how to take care of the environment. And also, in terms of cultural aspect, ang implication nito ay kung gagawa tayo ng mga environmental programs, kailangan sensitive tayo sa cultural orientation ng ating target population. Dahil uh, some programs will work well if they are culturally relevant. At saka, it, it seems na very important din yung like, the way you see yourself, whether or not you define yourself, or the way you define yourself is... Um, something that is related to others, parang parang part ng definition mo yung yung ibang ibang tao, no? interdependent uh, interdependent view of self. Is that something that can also be manipulated, or is that something that can also be, um, siguro at the very least, primed, no, or 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 people can be made aware of. Uh, so that if there are some interventions targeting, you know, increasing environmental concern, mas makakapenetrate dun sa individual. Yes, absolutely. Uh, kung prime mo yung mga tao na taking, you know, engaging in pro-environmental behavior like plastic use, energy consumption, is not only about you, but it's, 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 it's affecting social others, you know, and future others that can motivate pro-environmental behavior, you know, especially for those people who have high concern for other people. May mga pag-aaral din sa cultural psychology na pwede nating i-prime kahit mababa sa interdependence sa construal, pwede mo silang i-prime to behaving consistent with having higher interdependence sa construal if you you will give them cues. Di ba may mga pag-aaral na kahit yung kakainan nilang plato kapag may mga design that signals uh, their culture. Mas ano sila, mas uh, mas mataas yung rate nila, o mas mataas yung tendency nila to share and to be sensitive of uh, other people, share what's on the table. So yes, it's it's true na kung gagawa ng mga communication strategies towards environmental sustainability, it might work if we can if we will consider uh, making the interventions more culturally sensitive. Now we don't only highlight the effect on the environment, but the effect on other people. Sa Pilipinas, generally, meron tayong mga pro-social values that we strongly endorse. For example, pagkipagkapwa-tao, pagmamalasakit, etc., etc. If we can only tap on those values, we can prime people on those values. At ma-link natin yon sa pro-environment, sa environmentalism. That can be uh, 
potential uh, factor in motivating Filipinos to behave more pro-environmentally. So, yung intergenerational transmission, tama, ng uh, environmental concern, kasama rin dun, pati yung lack of environmental concern. Oo. So, it, it is possible na people, children, adolescent with um, high uh, inter- interdependent self-construal, so kung yung parents nila lack uh, environmental concern, so sila rin uh, strong yung magiging mm-hmm. ano, lack din nila ng environmental concern. Yes, and absolutely correct. Kaya inilagay ko sa paper, uh, medyo, yung tricky part doon is that intergenerational transmission of environmental concern uh, can backfire. Kapag, ma- kapag yung parents mababang environmental concern, and yung bata ay very receptive to parental influences. So, he or she may, may behave less pro-environmentally as well. Wala rin pakialam yan kung whatever damage they do in the environment. Kung ang nakikita nila sa parents ay ganoon. Pero, um, I would say, um, mar- marami pang pwedeng i-consider. Although it's not part of the study, there are other things to consider. Um, in the environmental psychology and intergenerational transmission literature, we know that we need to take into account ano yung age ng bata. Kasi yung mga mas bata, mas receptive yan sa parents. Kasi uh, yung parents pa ang pinaka-role model nila. Pero kapag mas mata- mag mga adolescents na, young adults na, mas malawak na ang social environment niyan. Mas marami na ang role models. And so, hindi lang parents ang influential sa environmental behavior nila. May mga kaibigan na yan. And yung date data na ina-analyze ko ngayon, Nakita ko, ang tinignan ko ay intergenerational transmission ng environmental concern, again, from parents to their adolescent children. Tapos, sinukat ko yung environmental concern ng best friend. So, kapag pinactor in mo sa equation yung environmental concern ng best friend, <clears throat> nawawala yung effect ng parents. So, ang explanation, dahil adolescents na ito eh, malawak na ang social environment nito, may other role models na mas influential na dito yung, in this case, best friend doon sa data na ina-analyze ko. Maraming, ano eh, maraming insight dyan, especially yun nga sa communication. At saka yung message na, kasi for the longest time, di ba laging sinasabi, the children are our future. Di ba? Pero, oo, pero may role pa rin yung uh, parent. Kasi natatransmit intergenerationally kung ano man yung mga environmental concern natin. So it is important na kung important na i-educate yung children, important din na i-educate yung adult, important na i-educate yung lahat kasi parang yun yung mga nami-miss sa maraming effort para solusyonan tong problema na to. And parang looking at our uh, some of our cultural ways in managing waste for example, masasabi naman natin na marami diyan na hindi pro environment, di ba? Although wala tayong klarong uh, klarong pag-aaral but via our observation we can say na marami tayong mga galawan na masasabi natin cultural kasi ma-observe natin to across different Filipinos in different times and places pare-pareho sila ng behavior at itong behaviors na to ay harmful uh, sa environment. So marami pang work ito. Tama ba? Mm-hmm. Malaki, malaking work ito. Itong research area sa intergenerational transmission in the environmental domain is a very specific area and konti lang kami nag-research dito. 
konti lang kami. Ako kakapasok ko pa lang sa research area nito in the in, in the recent years. And um and dami pang aralin. But there are interesting uh, new findings in this area. For example, may mga findings na children can actually signal uh, environmental concern of their parent. Can children can foster environmental concern among their parents. Uh, for example, may one experiment na yung mga bat, una sinukat nila yung environmental concern ng mga parents. Tapos ang ginawa nila, yung mga anak na mga yon sa primary school, uh, inexpose nila sa environmental education. And then uh, after a certain period, several months, uh, measure nila ulit yung environmental concern ng parents, the same parents. Tumaas yung environmental concern ng mga parents whose children were exposed to environmental education. Yung anak na ang nagtuturo sa sa magulang. Oo, kung minsan indirectly. Signal <laughs> ng ano, ng ng, ng you know, uh, lessons sa parents natin. Uh, I I have two points. One, uh, mabuti at kaibigan natin si Benson. So, ma- may influence na rin tayo ni Benson para maging mas concerned. Concerned naman tayo sa environment na no, para pero magiging mas concerned tayo sa environment. Uh, pangalawa, I'm a parent uh, at siguro personally I I I think na I have concern naman no sa sa environment before you came in pinag-uusapan namin ni Darren ko ano ba yung mga garbage segregation practices namin sabi ko kami dito sa bahay meron kaming composting somehow meron kami parang you know seg- segregating those which can still be recycled at saka those na hindi na and then gro- growing up uh, katulad mo, also grew up in the province. Uh, my brother is a mountaineer, so I'm also, you know, exposed to a lot of his uh, environmental efforts. In fact, yung grupo nilang isa sa mga unang nag-initiate ng clean up uh, Manila Bay efforts uh, back in the parang 1990s pa ito. Uh, pero just just to be clear, uh, because the paper suggests that I have a very important role in indirectly and in, you know directly and indirectly teaching my child to care for the environment but how can i foster that no how can i be sure that i am really modeling environmental concern so maybe how do we operationalize environmental concern for you know regular folks as a parent it might help if you know you casually talk about environmental problems to children, you know, um, important yon. Keep them involved in, you know, those pro-environment, engaging in pro-environmental behaviors. For example, uh, tree planting, make them involved. Uh, composting, make them involved. Recycling, make them involved. And also explain to them why why is it important. Gusto gusto ko nga Rene yung post mo na nagpupunta kayo sa ano province ba yung pinupuntahan niyo na yon na nakastabit ka pa sa puno some kind of ah oo sa <laughs> sa Batangas merong uh, may nabiling lupa yung kapatid ko so nagtayo siya ng bahay kubo doon at uh, maraming mga may mayroon siyang pabo gansa mga manok tandang uh, ayan gustong gusto ko nga yung mga post mo na yon so in relation to that, uh, early exposure to nature-based activities heightened environmental concern as adults. May ganong, may, may ganong mga evidence. It, the evidence is pretty consistent. Na yung mga na-exposed as a child sa province or nature-based activities, uh, as adults, they are more likely to take care 
of the environment. Uh, yung mga simple activities na ganoon, malaki ang impact ng sa kanila. Uh, punta naman tayo sa na, nabanggit na natin kanina na the, in, in the Philippines we have you know some environmental problems. We seem to be contributing a lot no to plastic waste pollution. And then parang anecdotally parang common experience sa atin yung kapag nakakita tayo ng mga nakasakay sa jeepney, uh, umiinom ng soft drinks sa you know uh, plast- sa plastic no and then after after maubos yon tatapon na lang basta sa kalsada or for example a simple piece of pieces of candy wrappers no parang walang habas na tinatapon lang sa kalsada why do you think some demonstrate such behaviors it's also it's also weird Kasi when I listen to stories of, let's say, for example, relatives who came from, who are working abroad, no? for example, Japan or Korea, um, their observation is that the Filipinos, when they're abroad, they seem to demonstrate no, caring for the environment, no? nagtatapon ng basura sa taman, taman lugar. Pero bakit hindi, parang hindi natin nagagawa no, dito sa sarili nating bansa? Uh, although of course hindi ko nilalahat no it's just that um, may mga ganun kasi tayo nakikita from from time to time maraming explanations um, from a psychological perspective maraming psychological factors explaining bakit uh, tayong mga Pilipino engage in pro environmental behaviors a certain way or less uh, pero pag dinala mo sa ibang bansa iba naman mas mas uh, engage naman sa pro environmental behavior may mga psychological factors like values, norms. Norms, I tingin ko, napaka-importante dahil kung ano yung nakikita mong behavior ng maraming tao, you're more likely to do that if you think that is the acceptable behavior. Uh, so, norms. So, pag pumunta ka sa luneta, nakita mo na, na okay lang naman magtapo ng basura dyan. Dagdagan mo na lang. Oo. <laughs> Descriptive <laughs> norms. No? Nalala nyo ba yung marikina noong araw? Yung panahon ni Bayani Fernando? na masyado siyang malinis tapos people hindi na sila magkakalat kasi na nahihiya sila dun sa kalinisan ng lugar hmm. so may ganon na ano na parang si Bayani Fernando ba ano bang discard niya sa Marikina talagang strict enforcement lang kasi i'm sure meron tayo mga existing hmm. laws like for example anti-littering is, is is it a matter of strict enforcement of the of the law in the case of uh, Marikina? Parang ganun eh. Parang strict enforcement and at the same time, malinis. Kasi parang may nabasa rin akong experiment na ganun dati na sa environmental psychology na kapag malinis yung paligid versus madumi, mas mataas ang chance na hindi ka magkakalat dun sa malinis na paligid. Tapos, parang may reward na malinis yung paligid kasi everything is clean. Hmm. At the same time, may, may punishment din pagka nahuli ka na nagkakalat. So, tingin ko yung ganong yung ganong social policy work sa Marikina noon. Hindi ko lang alam ngayon. Siguro ngayon, ganun pa rin. Kasi hindi naman ako nakakapasyal sa Marikina. Pero magandang, magandang mod, parang magandang model yon given dun sa behavior ng mga Pilipino. Hmm. Uh, siguro, hindi nga lang lahat ng lugar sa Pilipinas, ganun ka-strict ang implementation ng mga regulations. Hmm. Now, you said norms, pero in terms of injunctive norms, alam natin na masama 
na magtapon ng basura no pero how do you establish that no when the descriptive norm seems to be the opposite no so paano ano, ano yung is is there a quick fix para ma-establish yung nor- normative sense na hindi dapat magkalat dapat protektahan ng environment very interesting question kasi um magandang evidence sa environmental psychology diyan nakapag so basically injunctive norm diba may prescriptive and proscriptive norms yan social pressure to behave pro environmentally so basically kapag even though there's social expectation to behave pro environmentally if you don't see people actually doing it descriptive norms diba you're less likely to uh, uh, behave pro environmentally magtatapong ka pa rin magkakalat ka pa rin ganyan Uh, so, in, in short, uh, walk the talk. Kailangan, pinakikita mo na you actually take care of the environment at hindi mo lang sinasabi at nami-measure ko lang ng mga tao na huwag magkalat, ipakita mo rin. So, so kailangan mag, that's way to establish norms. But also, establishing norms has something to do with existing policies and how well these policies are implemented. Diba? Hindi lang naman ito internal factors, but also the external factors that you know that influence our behavior and i think also it, it it has a lot to do with environmental education in filipinos and good news is that recently uh, in recent years meron ng integration ng environmental education slash climate change education sa philippine curriculum mm-hmm. uh, it started uh nung climate change act in 2009 and dahil sa climate change act 2009 yung mga schools Uh, also started to integrate uh, climate change education across several subjects science values etc etc tapos sa uh, K to 12 act integrated din yan sa subject ng senior high so yung mga bata ngayon uh, pretty much exposed we, we don't know to what extent no but exposed to climate change education or environmental education eh nung tayo nung ang araw uh, wala pa namang explicit integration niyan nung mga bata pa tayo interestingly may bagong labas na paper sa Lancet na kinumpare nila yung climate anxiety ng mga children adolescents young adults in 10 countries including the Philippines nakita nila na yung, sa lahat ng indicators ng climate anxiety climate anxiety is your psychological distress you feel because of ecological crisis Across all indicators, Philippines ang may pinakamaraming children and adolescents na mataas sa extreme levels of climate anxiety sa lahat ng countries. And I wrote in my paper that I submitted and with another wonderful colleague I submitted today. One today, <laughs> yesterday. Sinagot namin yung paper na yon. And then ang sagot namin doon, eh, mataas ang climate anxiety. Una, dahil climate vulnerable ang Pilipinas. At least 20 typhoons per year, marami pa ay sa mga 20 typhoons na yon ay super typhoons like Odette recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yun ang isang reason bakit mataas ang climate anxiety dahil associated ang direct experience to climate change sa climate anxiety. Pangalawa mm-hmm. ay yung mga children, adolescents and young adults na 1,000 sample size yun eh sa Pilipinas. Yung mga yon there's a good chance na sila yung na-expose doon sa integration ng climate change education sa Philippine curriculum. Kaya mas mataas ang awareness nila. So may, medyo premature pa, no? pero uh, I think that's one, that's a, that's a hopeful evidence no, na 
may impact yung changes na changes sa curriculum. Of course, the effectiveness of its implementation will require teacher training in climate change education, mm-hmm. environmental education. Saka so, sana wag ano, wag pumalya kasi oh, uh, sa pagkaka ako sa personal experience ko. So, people would know also my age na. Nakasama kasi ako dun sa first batch ng NSTP. So, yung first batch ng NSTP, dahil hindi pa nila alam yung gagawin nila, may kasamang environmental literacy. And that was very good. But years after ng NSTP, after after NSTP replaced yung required ROTC, sa na napunta yung, ano, yung environmental literacy and environmental education na yun. So, wag sana na ganun mangyari. Yung environmental uh, literacy ngayon na required sa basic education na baka ngayon eager na i-integrate sa curriculum kasi nandito tayo sa ganong stage. But after mm-hmm. quite some time, baka ma-dissolve na naman siya at mawala na naman siya dahil sa iba-ibang factor na hindi na monitor ng mga responsible agencies dyan sa, ano, dyan sa important point na yan. Having said that, gusto ko na rin tanong sa'yo bro uh, and siguro kay, kay Rene na Of course, education is investing for our future, right? Future natin yan eh. Uh, kasasabi ko lang kanina. Pero yun nga. Children are our future. Uh, investing in education is for our future. But in the present time, meron bang magagawa ang public at private sector to address yung ating uh, environmental problems? Given, given what we know now about environmental psychology. So public sector importante na evidence based policy making no so we need re- uh, if we, we need to motivate people to really engage in taking care of the environment it really has to come from within right na para ma- we can make sure that generations of Filipinos would continue taking care of the environment it would be great kung yung mga policies na ipinapasa ay informed ng environmental psychology No, you can teach them uh, what are psychological factors that really motivate Filipinos to engage in for environmental behavior. Other ways would be supporting research in environmental psychology, funding, available funding for psychologists to do more research because we literally know very little about how psychology can be applied in the Philippine context in uh, taking care of the environment. So more funding, um, more training for uh, academics who would uh, pursue environmental psychology research that can be used for policy making. Has, has anyone reached out to you, assuming that they know the work that you've done? Yes, uh, ang mga source of funding ko sa research ko, especially this coming year, uh, nanggaling sa more private uh, you know, NGOs. So, meron akong funding now working on mental health of environmental defenders. Because itong mga environmental, mahirap maging environmental defenders sa Pilipinas. Unang-una, bansa natin pinakamaraming namamatay na environmental defenders for merely protecting the environment. Pangalawa, you witness firsthand yung ecological loss. So, may, may mental health consequences yan. Uh, there's also another project that I am about to work on. It's about intergenerational transmission of concerns and beliefs related to the forest, specifically uh, in Palawan. 
Sierra Madre. So in the coming years, I might do field work in those places. Pero from the government, has, has people reached out to you? LGUs? Uh, wala. Hindi naman, oh, hindi naman ako rin known as a person working in on this topic. Because I'm just, I would say, I just began working on this topic in recent years. Uh, so, so far, wala pa. But it would be great if I could, you know, talk to local government, national government about you know, opportunities to use environmental psychology insight. Possible siguro yan kung i-require sila ng law na mag-consult sa mga professional ng different field when it comes to coming up with solutions sa environment. Kasi minsan, uh, napapansin natin na yung mga government agencies, uh, kung saan-saan nila sinosource no? yung mga solution sa mga problem. So, important din siguro sa work na ma-recognize yung field ng environmental psychology. Kasi with, with that re- recognition, kapag nag-isip sila ng solution, magre-recruit sila ng solution mula dun sa field. Hindi ko alam kung kaninong work yan. Baka trabaho ng Psychological Association of the Philippines yan? I don't know. Hmm. Whose work is that to, to make the field more recognizable and impactful? Kasi kung hindi ka nire-recognize, siyempre, wala ka rin impact, hindi ba? Uh, ang readers ng work natin, fellow researchers natin. Hindi tayo, I mean, of course, di naman natin gustong sumikat sa, sa world outside the academe, pero gusto natin na magkaroon ng impact yung trabaho natin. Hanggang ngayon, hindi ko pa rin alam kung uh, paano natin gagawin yan. Baka dahil sa podcast na to, pero parang napaka-ambisyoso naman. <laughs> Oo, oh, kaya nga importante yung inter, interdisciplinary work eh. No? If we can work with, for example, communications people para makagawa ng ways to com- communicate psychological findings to the public, that would be great. Uh, importante ang interdis- interdisciplinary work. Although it can be messy at first. <laughs> What about what about us as individuals? Uh, ano yung pwede naming gawin? Siyempre, for people who are not environmental psychologists, for regular folks who also wanna ha- contribute somehow, like what can people do? Okay, there are many simple things that we can do. Of course, we will not aim to be uh, have zero uh, use of natural resources. That's just impossible, niba. But there are simple ways that we can do. Uh, magtitipid ka sa kuryente, kung di mo naman kailangan, patayin mo yung ilaw, di ba? Uh, sa tubig, especially sa tubig. Napaka-importante ng stories and conversations. Ikwento mo sa kaibigan mo pag nagkaroon ka ng opportunity in a way that, you know, can raise their awareness without them knowing it. <laughs> so, stories and conversations are very powerful. Uh, in you know changing people's values or promoting environmental values so we can do that with family members closest friends malaki yan malaki ang role natin dahil tayo nagtuturo tayo sa higher education students look up to us you know in 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 several ways and you know we can use that as a platform you know simpleng kwento lang already you know who knows can be you know a meaningful learning opportunity for for them especially the young 
ng students. Uh, ini, ini, iniisip ko, ano pa ba, ba yung mga bagay na pwede kong gawin as an individual? Like, like us personally, kami pag namamalengke, we, we bring our own containers, no? Instead na aasa na lang dun sa plastic na dun sa nagtitinda sa palengke, mga tote bag, dadala kami eco bags. Pero parang feeling ko, parang parang very very superficial no parang although that might be you know a, a contribution pero yung consumption namin ang dami pa ring plastic wasted uh, kaya lang parang pag pumunta ka naman sa grocery parang wala namang masyadong choices like for example Halimbawa, bibili ako ng toyo. Naghahanap ako ng brand na bote. Uh, kasi yung bote, pwede pa ma-recycle eh. Pero doon sa section ng toyo, patis, wala ng bote, purus mga plastic bottles na din. Na hindi ko alam kung nare-recycle ba yun, or siguro kung i-recycle man yun, hindi ganun ka-efficient. Mas, uh, mas madaling gumawa ng bagong plastic kaysa mag-recycle ng plastic. Kaya nga eh. So... Yun lang, para nakakalungkot lang na I, I guess another reason kung bakit tayo ay you know, matasang contribution sa plastic waste is that you know, mahilig tayo sa sachet, you know, mahilig tayo sa plastic packaging you know, uh, essentially. Uh, ho- hopefully at the national level may magawang policy about, policy about packaging. Yeah, oo. Kaya nga ano eh uh, yung mga, mga mga studies outside psychology nung nagawa sila ng mga interviews and surveys about plastic use hirap talaga ang mga tao kasi uh, walang alternatives so kapag umiwas ka sa paggamit ng plastic hassle alam natin sa psychology that we can motivate certain behavior if it's convenient if we make it convenient to do Diba? Unfortunately, our structure, system, policies that exist don't give you know, enough alternatives for people so they can avoid plastic use. Hassle talaga kapag walang, wala kang plastic pag namalengke ka. Diba? Mm-hmm. So pa- policy is very important. And not only presence of policies, but you know, effective yeah. implementation of existing policies. Marami tayong policies sa mga LGUs eh, hindi man na, may national. Pero Tapos na, nalulusutan, di ba? Dati, sabi, bawal na yung plastic. Pero sabi, eh paano yung wet food? Pwede plastic labo. So lalaki na ng plastic labo ngayon. Pero in fairness naman sa mga LGUs na nag nagpatupad ng plastic ba- ban tingin ko malaki din kabawasan yung ang mga you know big shopping centers and groceries are going for uh, brown bags na lang no brown paper bags so instead of plastic it doesn't completely eliminate plastic for sure pero feeling ko malaking kabawasan yun no? so in fairness sa government at sa LGO Right. Uh, that that's also good. That's a very very good move, no. Uh, oh. Pero hopefully, pwede pa nating you know uh, a, a notch higher pa, no. Pero yung ano re, malaking contribution din kasi yung uh, purchasing practices natin. Mahilig tayo sa tingi-tingi, di ba? Yun nga. Ang tingi-tingi system naman kasi it works well in places with low socioeconomic status, dahil mas mabilis ma-access yung mga tingi-tingi, di ba? Kasi hindi naman lahat ng Pilipino nakakapunta mag-grocery, nakabili ng maramihan. Kaya patok ang tingi-tingi. So, it might tell us that if we progress economically as a country, pwedeng mawala yung specific purchasing practices na yun na tingi-tingi. Dahil mas dadami ang Pilipino who can buy big box rather than 
tingi-tingi system. Kaya alam, medyo matagal-tagal pa yun. Uh, a long process. We don't know. Yeah. Pero ang, ano, parang ang, ang point doon, dapat holistic din yung approach. Di ba? Mm-hmm. You attack the behavior, but you also remove the the precipitating factors for that behavior, pati yung mga constraints. Barriers. Yeah. O, yung mga constraints sa positive behavior. And it's it's really a lot of work. Kaya, kaya parang siguro, although uh, hindi partisan ang ang usapan natin na hindi partisan, pero ang ang environment issue, yung environmental issue will always be political. At kung maghahanap ka ng uh, tao para sa environmental politics, siguro kailangan isasaalang-alang natin na pagboboto ka, titingnan mo rin yung environmental policy nung ano ng kandidato. Yeah, absolutely correct. Totally. So not, not to be partisan to any particular candidate, pero para para maging malino sa atin na may politika talaga ang environment. At kung hindi natin 'yan uh, titingnan, kung hindi natin 'yan pagdedesisyunan, sama-sama tayong lulubog. Mm-hmm. Lulubog tayo sa tubig literally. Kasi Totoo. tataas ang ano, tataas ang water level. Merong ang specific field na environmental politics is mm-hmm. working on it on topics related to that. Very timely yan, no? malapit ng malapit ng election. Oo, oh, malapit ng election. Anyway, dito sa podcast namin, very interestingly, no? kasi second episode to, yung first episode namin, maraming nag-comment. Oo, oh, humigit kumulang tatlo. So yung, uh, yung mga comment, mga comment, commenters ng uh, podcast nat, nat, natin, parang rin eh. Eh, mga graduate student at yung iba sa kanila baka interested sa sa field ng uh, environmental psychology. So, what are the career options for aspiring environmental psychologists? Ano yung mga pwede nilang gawin para magiging silang legit environmental psychologist? At saka nabanggit natin kanina na maraming you know, there's a lot of work to be done. So, kailangan natin ng maraming tulong. So, what can they do? Una, ang isang sa mga options ng mga magkakaroon ng environmental psychology academic training ay maging academic, doing research on environmental psychology. If you're working in the Philippines, there's a lot that you can do, a lot of areas for research that you can actually pursue. But if you choose to work outside the academe, may mga psychologists sa mga NGOs providing mental health support to um, local communities indigenous peoples who are more uh, affected by environmental problems. Pwede kang maging consultant in many environmental-related projects. For example, urban planning. Kailangan ng insight ng environmental psychology dyan. Interior design. You can work with uh, interior designers, architects, etc. etc. Um, Providing mental health support to uh, victims or survivors of in the Philippine context of calamities. Kung ikaw ay psychologist na mas leaning towards the clinical aspect of our practice. All right. So, ma- maraming uh, maraming opportunities ano. Uh, ikaw hmm. dali may naisip pa bang uh, sa palagi mga other possible opportunities for somebody who is interested in environmental psychology? I think. Kasi kanina na naalala ko yung ano theory versus impact na ano ni na bring up doon sa debate no ng mga environmental psychologist. So syempre kung akademika, you can contribute to theory building, you can also contribute to to have more impact. Pero nagigets ko kung bakit siya debate. 
kasi napakalapit na nung climate deadline natin. <laughs> 2030 na. So, napakataas ng need ng environmental psychology siguro na magkaroon ng mga impactful research. So, tingin ko, yun, malaking opportunity yun sa mga gusto magtrabaho sa area na yan. Kasi, yun nga eh, mabigat yung ating problem. Tapos, pag in-apply mo sa local context, nag intersect sa iba pang mga, mga problem natin. Kagaya nga noong, yung social problem natin sa ating mga indigenous people. So, related din yan sa environment, di ba? Sa peace process, etc. Sa, sa dagat, uh, for example mag intersect na dyan sa agawa ng mga territory, etc. Ganyan. Pero lahat ng yan, kasama dyan yung environmental psychology uh, aspect. So, marami, maraming trabaho kasi marami tayong problema. Ito. And since sa Pilipinas, ang field ng psychology ay predominantly clinical. May mga sub... Uh, field sa environmental psychology ng ecotherapist and nagpo-provide ka ng therapy pero yung principles that you apply ay nature-based. Ano pag-usapan natin yan yung walking in the woods na nakaka-increase ano, nakaka ng mental health? Correct. Uh, uh, sa, sa Japan ang tawag dyan, Shinrin-yoku. Dito sa probinsya, meron pang konting mga woods eh. Hindi ko lang uh, alam sa mga highly urbanized city how how they can do it. Siguro, kailangan pa ng maraming open spaces, kailangan pa ng mga spaces na nagagawing uh, green kasi nakaka-increase talaga rin yun ng mental health. Counted ba dyan ang ano? Dolomite Beach? Ay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, debatable. Nakaka-increase ba ng mental health yun? Oo, magandang tanong yun. <laughs> Hindi kasi yun naman yung, di ba, kapag ka pinag-uusapan yung uh, makabagbagdamdaming issue na yan na bakit nyo inubos ang pera doon? Sasabihin niya, sasabihin, walang katapat ang mental health. Ito ba? Debatable, oo. Medyo debatable dahil, in general, exposure to nature-based activity. In that case, parang ano yan eh, uh, blue spaces dahil sa dagat, body of water. Uh, may mga evidence na exposure to blue spaces uh, decreases depression symptoms, increases well-being um, scores you know, across many, in, in many countries. So, may evidence dyan. Pero, tricky yung sa Dolomite, sa issue ng Dolomite in my view. Dahil, may mga pag-aaral, especially yung mga, may mga scientists uh, sa Pilipinas na nagsasabi na merong, merong ecological damage ang Dolomite. Na wala mang direct damage sa humans, pero in other species, in that area, ay merong ecological damage. So, saan papasok yung psychology and mental health and nature there? If you love nature and you're aware that there's ecological damage associated with the Dolomite Beach, it might backfire instead of you benefiting in getting better mental health. But dahil aware ka sa ecological damage that it can cause, uh, baka mag-backfire. Magkaroon ka pa ng uh, sense of guilt, sense of you know, sadness because of the ecological damage and how you contribute to that. Pero we, we know that it's much more complicated than that in Dolomite dahil may political aspect yan. Alright. So, uh, tonight marami tayong natutunan from, uh, from Benson and we're happy to have you here. Thank you for uh, being a part of the, of the podcast. Do you have, uh, if people want to contact you, if people want to reach out to you, maybe they want to collaborate, how, how do they do that? Okay. Uh, first, 
salamat ng marami bro ah, sa inyong dalawa dahil sa pag-invite nyo sa akin. Na-enjoy ko. Thank you din. Really, really uh, interesting experience. <laughs> uh, so, paano ko makokontact? Uh, people who are interested in environmental psychology or people from neighboring fields uh, who want to uh, have discussion, uh, have, uh, you know, brainstorming sessions with me and eventually we do studies with me. Um, you can contact me through ResearchGate. So, type nyo lang yung buong pangalan ko sa ResearchGate. Makikita naman nila yung buong pangalan ko doon sa title ng podcast and then, Tingnan nyo lang sa ResearchGate, John, Hamir, Benzon, Aruta. Pwede nyo akong i-contact dyan. Or sa Google Scholar, uh, may mga articles ako doon. Uh, nakalagay doon yung email ko. Pwede nyo akong i-contact through that. Okay. Okay. So, maraming maraming salamat. At I hope na ako, yun nga, kung nag-enjoy ka, nag-enjoy din ako. Nag-enjoy din. Mukha namang nag-enjoy si Rene. So, <laughs> oh, masaya. Maraming uh, natutunan. So, ang wish natin, sana ay uh, nakadagdag tayo ng konti, makakumbinsin ng isa o dalawa na uh, scholar na magtrabaho sa area na yan. Malaking tulong na yun. Um, especially nga, yun nga, we're facing climate emergency. And I think napag-usapan din natin to dati na yung importante ng konsepto ng shared destiny. Eh. So, whether we do something or whether we don't do anything, we will eventually share the same destiny. Nasa isang storm tayong lahat. So kung paano natin ito malalagpasan, syempre, better kung malalagpasan natin ito na nagtutulungan tayo at magkakasama. And us, in the field of, of course, psychology, specifically sa atin, sa academic psychology, no, napaka-importante na ilagay natin dito yung ating uh, intellectual energy. Kasi yun naman yung ating contribution sa society. Para masabi natin na tayo ay essential, di ba? <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you, Benson. Uh, thank you, Darren. Uh, so this ends our podcast and we will see you in the next. Bye. Bye.